Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Chats with Children. I hope you're safe and well. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Neil Ben, MD and find, founder of Zyeth Limited. And today, we're going to be talking about sample tracking. So, Neil, lovely to see you, mate. How are you? Good. And yourself? I'm very good. And it looks like you're in the office today. Yes, well, because we actually physically make things, we actually need to have someone here to be responsible in case there's a disaster, like we got flooded the other week. So I've been in the weird situation of actually going into work all the way through lockdown. All right. Well, uh, well, uh, hopefully all the flooding's been re resolved itself and you've been able to clear everything, everything's dried out. We got a lot of mops out, but yes. <laughs> right. All right. So now, before we start talking about sample tracking... If you don't mind, would you mind giving people a quick overview of your own background and also a little bit about the company as well? Okay. So for myself, I've been working in sample tracking since my early 20s. Um, so about 20 odd years I've been working in it uh, in a variety of companies, from large pharma, small biotech, academia. And then eventually um, me and a colleague, Tim Dilks, set the company up to attempt to make devices and mechanisms that are easy and simple to use. Um, to democratise sample management. Right. Okay, so for a layperson like me, who has not been in the industry that long, what do you actually mean when we talk about sample tracking? So essentially, anything that contains something which is precious, rare or valuable needs to be tracked. Now, if you've only got two or three bottles of things, then sample tracking can just be sticking a label on the bottle on the table. However, you very quickly move up to hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, and even millions of samples. And if you don't have a system that's capable of tracking those and making sure you identify the correct ones, you're very quickly going to get in a mess. So yeah. sample tracking aims to simplify that entire process. All right. So let's go into that a bit more then. So what are the common problems people face when they are tracking their samples? So... The first thing you have is badly printed labels or people writing on labels. My handwriting's awful. You can't tell if it's a six or a zero. Um, the next thing is being swamped. You've got just piles of stuff on the table and fridges overflowing and um, no idea what's in what fridge. And then that generally lands to who saw the tube last kind of games for that. So, so you then will find that you spend half of your days looking for something rather than actually spending your time doing things that are productive so the right. idea of sample management is to make finding something a no-brainer all right and this is going to sound a really silly question actually based on what you just said but why is that so important because we're limited in time to be honest um and there's two things one if you spend ages looking for it you're wasting time um, which you could be spending doing fruitful work or going home early um, and the other one is the fact that you could get to the stage where you actually physically lose the sample. Um, and if that's a sample from a person, that's a disaster. If it's a chemical that's been made, then you're going to have to go and beg the chemist to make it again. Um, if it's valuable, you've lost money. Right. Okay. So I understand that uh, you decided to make your own scanner. Why? Well, hard to use. Um, I earn a salary by trying to get the scanner to work by configuring it and playing with it and messing with it. And then originally myself and Tim Dilks went out for lunch and we said, look, it can't be that hard to make one that you just push a button and it goes. 
Um, it actually it was quite hard to make one, but we had the idea of essentially having a single click and then you're away. Um, and we developed our first scanner to have that mechanism. Right. Okay. So if I could talk a little bit more about the scanner. So what makes that scanner unique then? And how, how many samples can it scan at any given time? Okay. So if we talk about the modern scanners that we've got now, what's unique about our scanner is its robustness and reliability. Obviously, after we released the first one, other companies started trying to make simple scanners that did the same thing and we've continued developing so now the scan is very quick um it'll image and decode a rack of tubes in one or two seconds um a rack of tubes can contain 94 for well 94 up to 384 tubes and we can decode those in a couple of seconds so essentially you can just pick a whole rack up put it on the scanner push go and then you get up to 384 barcodes identified within a second that you can then connect to your database to find out the information about what's in them. Right, okay. And I understand that um, they're 2D tubes that scientists have used, but they've had problems using those 2D tubes. So first of all, what is a 2D tube and what problems arise okay. from using So if you're tube? holding samples in an array of 96 or 384, then uh, you can put on the bottom of the tube a two-dimensional barcode, which is lasered on indelibly. Right. Um, there's a variety of manufacturers. There's about 10 or 12 manufacturers throughout the world that make these tubes. So when you come to it, then you start thinking, well, I've got 10 or 12 manufacturers. They could be lasering black on white, white on black, varying contrast, varying quality. So you have to make a scanner that can read everything on the market. Um, from the most brilliant white on black to a kind of dirty grey on white, and you've got to be able to read all of those. Then when you get into the lab, it's not a perfect situation. People are busy. You might get a bit of ice on the tube. One of the tubes might be scratched because someone ran it over something very sharp. There might be a bit of dirt on the glass of the scanner. So you've got to handle the fact that the images won't be perfect and you've still got to make it work there's no point saying to the scientist well it didn't work because you've got some ice on it or you've got a scratch on it yeah. you've basically got to make it as transparent as possible the ideal situation is if someone forgets that our product's there it's that easy to use right okay and and how can customers make their workflow easier so the first thing you can do is when you start off as soon as you recognize you're going to have a number of tubes of RNA or compounds or biological samples, um, get into 2D tubes early um, so that you're already in that place. If you can't do that, then start looking at printing out thermal labels using a thermal label printer with 2D barcodes on the sides of the tube so you can wrap around the tube. Um, so start working on that straight away. Start with a simple database. I mean, we're, we're one of the companies provides a very simple, lightweight, easy-to-use database to track the information and then get started early. If you haven't got started early, then you've got an issue of legacy tubes that have got bad writing on them and so on. And then essentially what you'd need to do is start using 2D tubes moving forward, but the old tubes go back, put labels around them. Um, ourselves and other companies provide labels that you can apply to a frozen tube and essentially what I did when I went through this situation is I basically bribed the entire company with pizza 
and said, you help me label all these tubes <laughs> and then there'll be free pizza on a Friday evening. Um, <laughs> and so we had everyone from the managing director down all the way through to the glass cleaning people, cleaning people all just basically labelling tubes for us. <laughs> I've found Peter is always a good bribery tool. Actually. It is a good motivator, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what are the bottlenecks in subcore management and how can Zyth help? So obviously one of the bottlenecks is if you've got tubes and labels on the outside, you can only go blip and scan one at a time. Whereas if you've got a um, tubes in 96s format, you can drop it onto the scanner. So that's the first thing that you have. Then when it comes to the scanners, only yesterday, one of my colleagues went into a company in Oxford, England, um, and installed a scanner. And the scanner was very reliable and robust. And the customer had been struggling trying to get the scanner working. They were spending half an hour trying to get a rack scanned. Whereas because our scanner was easy to use, robust and reliable, it took a second. Um, and the customer was whooping and jumping up and down in excitement because they were getting rid of that frustration of trying to get the thing made. Um, and that's really where we can help. The machines are easy to use, robust and reliable. And so we melt morph into the background, essentially. And, and how has the whole pandemic impacted sample tracking i would have thought it's become even more important because people have been obviously dragging the tests i mean but how from your perspective as someone who's been working in the industry for the last you know through these difficult times how has it impacted the business and have you seen the market change okay so when this very first started and before the furlough scheme in the uk was established um we sent people home with our own furlough scheme for the salaries um on friday and then on Saturday morning, I got a call to say, we need to make an awful lot of scans for COVID. So I phoned them all back up on Sunday <laughs> and got everyone back in the office. Um, and then so we've been producing quite a lot of our scanners for sample tracking. Now, as we all know, in a lot of countries, the diagnostics industry was underfunded. So all of a sudden, there was a lot of funding, a lot of boosting. And we had to produce an awful lot of equipment while maintaining social distancing. Um, so there was tape marked on the floor and um, the, the programmer's desks were vacated um, and even our commercial director was soldering up um, devices. So we had an initial boom of trying to get everything done. That's calmed down now. But what has come into the mind of everybody is that sample tracking in diagnostics is important and it was underfunded. So this has become an area where people are starting to think about how can we manage sample tracking? How can we ensure that the tubes come in? And it wasn't that the diagnostics people couldn't track the samples, the fact they were spending too long doing it. And now they're adopting the use of 2D tubes and scanners to make sure that they can spend their time and the, on the actual test and not the tracking. Right. Okay. Well, that leads actually nicely onto my final question, which is what trends do you see developing to help sample tracking? Portability. Um, so we're working on making our devices portable. So you can pick it up and take it to the sample. At the moment, you've got to get the sample, and especially if it's in a liquid nitrogen tank or a minus 80 freezer, you've got to get it out, take it to the bench, do it, scan it and process it, and then take it back again. Um, we're seeing the portability is becoming something people are asking for. So everything else is portable. Your phone's portable, your laptop's portable. So we're developing devices with lithium batteries in and screens so that you can take it to the sample and do the processing without having to run all over the lab um, every time you want to identify a tube. 
I suppose that's the way for, for all instrumentation these days, isn't it? It's always about a smaller footprint and making it easier to use. Those are the two main criteria for exactly. most new technological advice. Great. Well, that's been really interesting. I've learned a lot of new stuff in a very short space of time. So thanks for giving me that quick overview. So if we want to get more information about sample tracking also your solutions where can they get more information so if you go to our website www.zyath.com um that's got some information on there um you can also give us a call or contact myself or our commercial director steve knight on linkedin facebook instagram twitter um any other social media we're not on snapchat <laughs> I'm 48 year old man I think I'm a bit too old for Snapchat <laughs> <laughs> alright well that's brilliant well look uh, thank you for taking time out today to talk to me about sample tracking it's been really interesting so I really appreciate it if um, if you'd like to know more about what Steve was about sample tracking about the solutions he was talking about uh, and he's opened your eyes to what you can do in terms of sample tracking and learning more about uh, 2D tubes I've learned but I never heard of them until I started talking about them today then make sure you get in touch with Steve check out the website it will be above the video you can leave a comment or questions for Steve below the video and as Steve said uh, Steve I keep calling you Steve you mentioned Steve Neil sorry <laughs> you can, as, as Neil said uh, you can get in touch with Neil directly uh, below the video and he'll be happy to answer your questions as well and you can contact him directly via uh, LinkedIn as well so all that's going to say is Neil thank you very much for your time it's lovely to see you mate thank you very much thanks a lot take care and uh, have a nice weekend you, you too and thank you everybody for watching hope you found that useful until next time as always stay well and stay safe bye-bye thanks bye <laughs>